today's episode of The Daddio Show. I'm your host, Matt. If you haven't done so, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. If you have a minute, please can you give us a review or a rating as it helps us reach new listeners. Today, I'm going to be talking about movement or more importantly, what is your movement? In this episode, we are going to be talking about what is movement, why you should be moving more, finding your own movement, and setting goals to keep yourself moving. So let's get ahead into this. What is movement? I I talk about movement a lot to all my clients on my private group, and a lot of people are unsure exactly what is movement. So to me, movement is any activity that burns calories or additional calories or active calories or is physical activity. But this can be broken down into two categories. You get what is called exercise activity thermogenesis and non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Throughout the day, our bodies expend energy in the forms of calories, and this is called our total daily energy expenditure. So essentially, in order for uh, our, our bodies to remain alive, we are spending calories, or we expending energy in the form of calories. And that is a total number of calories per day, or your TDEE, your total daily energy expenditure, is your total calories for the day. Now, this will vary from day to day. It's never exactly the same. And everyone is going to have a different TDEE. If you are more sedentary, your TDEE will be lower. Or if you are more active, it will be a lot higher. If you have a lot more lean mass, it's going to be higher. Everyone's is going to change. But essentially, the components of TDEE include your basal metabolic rate, your thermic effect of food, and your physical activity. Your basal metabolic rate accounts for 60% of your daily energy expenditure. This is the amount of calories a body burns at rest. So when you're sleeping, when you're working, having a bit of a rest on the couch, this is what your body is consuming on a daily basis. People, like I said earlier, who have an increased muscle mass will have a higher BMR because of the amount of calories muscles uses, even at rest. Your thermic effect of food results in roughly 10% of your TDE. And this includes chewing food, digestion, absorption, and all other processes that go into consuming and processing food within the body. Remember, there's a chemical reaction that happens within your digestive system that breaks down the food into the amino acids, into, into your fats, into your takes your carbohydrates and allows them to become more energy. There, there's a whole process in, involved in this and your thermic effect of food or your TEF is, is calories that are being expended to break down that food and, and give you the energy and the nutrients that you need on a daily basis. The remaining 30% of TDE is your physical activity, which obviously, as I mentioned earlier, gets broken down to exercise activity thermogenesis or EAT and non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is NEAT. So EAT accounts for about 5% of your TDEE, while NEAT can contribute up to as much as 15%. So the more you do, the more you're going to burn or the more calories you're going to burn at the end of the day. Now, let's break it down a little bit further as to what is neat and what is eat. Neat are the little movements or tasks that you do throughout the day, but are not considered moderate to vigorous exercise. This is stuff that you're going to do that is going to keep you active, but not necessarily going to make you sweat. 
Yes, some of your neat exercises or your neat uh, activities will, will make you start sweating a little bit or increase your body temperature, but ultimately they're not considered moderate to vigorous exercise. They're not getting your heart rate up and, and being sustained at a, at a high rate. And this includes stuff like walking, taking the stairs, doing your dishes, playing with the dog, playing with your kids, standing. You know, if you if you work at a standing desk, that can be considered your neat. Anything in the garden. They're very small tasks, but they can add up at the end of the day and can range from anywhere between 50 to 200 calories per hour. But they do add up to a significant calorie deficit at the end of the day. On the other hand, EAT is your exercise activity thermogenesis. These are your exercise type activities. So whether it's running, weightlifting, riding a motorbike or an endurance motorbike, mine would be rock climbing. These are the types of exercises where you are going to see increases in your heart rate, your breath. You know, you'll be, be needing to take a little bit more breath. And, and essentially you should be sweating I'd say you'd be sweating on a continuum. You you go from a light sweat to to a heavy sweat. When we talk about movement, we talk about what what, what our bodies require, uh, which is our BMR, thermic effect of food. You know, if we are eating, how our body is using energy to break down that food, and then most importantly, the physical activity that we are putting into our, our daily lives. And this should lead us into why we should be moving. So, according to research. One in four adults sits for more than eight hours a day. And and we can break this down a little bit further. I mean, if you if you take a think about it, right? On a typical day, you get up in the morning, yes, you're walking around, but then you start your commute to work. So, okay, pre-COVID, if you worked in a larger area, larger CBD area, you know, traffic could could increase substantially and you're looking at maybe spending half an hour in the car so you're seated we we don't have standing cars here so you you're already starting your day in a seated position you get to work and depending on your work you might be sitting at a desk the entire day with a little bit of walking around maybe moving from one meeting room to another but essentially most of your your working day is is eight hours then you get back into the car to drive home sitting in traffic so i think we'd be sitting at around nine hours there you get home you probably standing there playing with kids, you know, doing doing a little bit of activity, but then you sit down for dinner. Then, you know, after the, the bedtime rush or getting the children to bed, getting them washed, getting lunches packed for the next day, getting your food prep packed for the lunch next day, you more than likely to maybe spend some time sitting on the couch relaxing or reading. So give yourself another hour, that's 10 hours. And if you are getting eight hours of sleep a night, your body is also inactive. So we're sitting at around 18 hours of the day. You know, you're looking at another six hours of the day where, you, where you're not seated or in a laying down position. It's not a lot of time. It's not a lot of time that you that you're moving. A little bit of rest and relaxation is fine here and there, but living a completely sedentary life can be dangerous for your health. And you know, we'll see this on social media. Doctors will tell you this. Um, magazines, newspapers, a lot of the ads on on Facebooks, YouTube's, the social media platforms are always going to be telling you that you need to increase your physical activity. And they are correct in saying that you do need to increase your physical activity because it can help lower your risk factors for serious health conditions, and it can also be a deterrent to to developing preventable diseases. If you're looking at wanting to live longer, to 
sort of be healthier, to rely less on doctors and getting sick. Adding movement to your day, no matter how small or large it is, will always give you more benefits. One of the biggest reasons I like to add movement to my day is so that I can spend more time playing with my boy and ultimately extending my life to to see him grow up and become an exceptional human being. I've spoken about this in my in my introduction and and on my group on my in my private Facebook group that I have a autoimmune condition that affects my back. When I was first diagnosed when I was a child, I was told I would be in a wheelchair by the time I was 16. I wouldn't be able to move, I wouldn't be able to walk. Luckily, you know, I'm now 36 years old and and I'm probably moving more than I ever have. But I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what my condition is going to do to me in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. And I've decided that I need to be able to spend these days that I can with my, with my, with my child, with my boy. Playing with him, carrying him, throwing him in the air, doing things that dads should do. And I also want to be able to not have an excuse of going, I'm hurt or I'm sore or, you know, I can't play with you today because I've got no energy. And we work hard every single day. We try and provide as much as possible for our families and for our friends and, and, and for work. By adding an extra movement to the day, you will be able to do that a lot more. You'll be able to spend more time with the people that actually matter to you. There are many advantages to moving daily and you will have your own, but here are my top picks of why you should move more. So daily movement or moving more will help with having a sharper memory and thinking. The endorphins released during exercise not only help you feel better, they help you think better too. Better concentration and mental sharpness are just two of the many cognitive benefits of physical activity. And physical activity has been shown to stimulate growth of new brain cells and improve neural health by improving the delivery of oxygen and nutrients. And emerging evidence or research also shows a link between exercise and the prevention of age-related cognitive decline. Obviously, weight loss and maintenance are a large part of why you should be be moving every day. And over and over again, we see this. The research has shown that inactivity is one of the main risks for weight gain and obesity. But by increasing your physical activity, you can keep these conditions at bay. Because the more you expend, as long as you're not overeating and, and consuming too many calories, in a day, the more physical activity do you do, the more energy you are going to consume and expend. But also regular exercise increases your metabolic rate or otherwise known as your metabolism. And while our metabolisms naturally slow over time, you know, we've heard this again time after time on social media in you know, textbooks, um, you know, every personal trainer will tell you that. Staying active can help you maintain a healthy metabolism at any age. But to maintain it, you've got to do the work. It's not just going to happen overnight. Being more physically active will give you more energy. It boosts your cardiovascular health, which gives you more endurance throughout the day. I'm sure, you know, if you if you take a quick walk around the block you know, or, or walk up the stairs in your house, you don't want to be out of breath. Right? You don't want to put your body under, under too much strength uh, stress. 
So being more physically active will boost this health, this cardiovascular health. It will allow the heart to get stronger, allow the lungs to to be able to endure exercise and daily living. But it's also going to make your daily tasks easier without you feeling worn out at the end of the day. For me, one of the biggest, biggest reasons of adding more activity to your day is for better sleep. So if you are very active during the day and I'm sure you guys have tried this out you know if you've gone in and spent a long day of activity or you think back to to when you were younger and you were playing a lot of sports or generally being more active you you do tend to sleep a lot better because your body needs to recover physical activity in the morning and early afternoons can reset your sleep wake cycle allowing it to trigger sleepiness after a few hours I'm sure you guys, again, have tried this out or, you know, you, you've gone and done a big training session or you've gone for a race later in the afternoon, you're feeling a lot more exhausted, a lot, a lot more tired. You know, exercise does allow or, or does help treat or help trigger sleepiness, more so recovery. Everyone is different. You know, some people prefer to train in the morning. Some prefer to train in the evening. A lot of people will say that it isn't generally recommended to to train in the evening because it can delay your sleep or, or keep you up because of the endorphins that physical activity releases. But it does come down to what works for you. So if you're more of a morning person, train in the morning. If you're more of an evening person and you find that training in the evening does help you sleep, that is a choice that you need to to make at the end of the day. Exercise, as, as weird as this does sound, helps with pain reduction. So if you've experienced chronic pain or you know somebody who has chronic pain, they are often complaining about it. But weirdly enough, and it seems counterintuitive, but moving more can reduce your pain than bed rest ever could. I, I talk from, again, quite a bit of experience here, but moving moving around and and adding more physical activity helps break your brain and body out of a continuous pain signaling signaling loop yes some training you know if you do go extremely heavy or um, you slightly overdo it yes you are going to get some pain and that can contribute to the, the chronic pain that you're already feeling but small introduction of movement whether it's walking an extra 2,000 steps a day or a thousand steps a day or getting into the gym to to just walk in the pool or doing very light weights or doing some very light resistance training it is going to help in pain reduction but it is also going to make you stronger at the end of the day so you know, if you if you do suffer from chronic pain, exercise and adding extra movement into or daily movement into into your regime will help with managing that pain. And then lastly, your mood. Physical activity has a large contribution to to your mood. And physical activity sends a signal to your brain to release endorphins it's a natural process that happens when you exercise your body will release endorphins and these chemicals are responsible for feelings of happiness calm and well-being and additionally endorphins also have a pain relieving and immune boosting qualities so not only is exercise going to or, or movement going to make you feel better it's going to make you feel happier it's going to calm you down and you know the more we 
we in a happier mindset or a calm mindset, we can get more done. So adding physical activity definitely has its advantages to every single individual. You just have to find what works for you. So our next section is is called finding your movement. And one dad's movement is completely different to another's. In in my private daddios group, I have dads that cycle, that ride um, motocross, that do um, canoeing or paddling. Um, I've got some triathletes. I've also got a lot of personal trainers in the group, but a lot of people who tend to train. And then, you know, there's there's guys like myself, which is, you know, a, a combination of of different types of movements. And I have personally had many movement journeys through my life. I mean, I've played hockey in high school, um, a little bit in university. I played, and this is in inverted commas, commas, professional paintball. It sounds weird, but it was an activity for me that that required a lot of energy. It's high adrenaline. You you running around. You know, I, I was lucky enough to be able to to take it to if you want to call it almost a professional level having um, traveled the world and and winning a world cup in 2010 i've strength trained pretty much throughout my life i was introduced to the gym a little bit later my later teens but i have ultimately found my thing or my movement in rock climbing now i do still do strength training because i, I feel that it is important but the the only reason I really strength train is to to contribute to advancing my climbing, and the reason that rock climbing works for me is because it it helps with me managing my pain. It helps me get stronger. It's an overall activity that that works my entire body, but it also helps me work my mind. So if I'm having a bad day or I'm pretty stressed out, getting outdoors, getting onto rock figuring out to climb you know where do I put my hands where do I put my feet how do I not fall you know that all helps me get my movement in and it helps me sort of reset so I know what I'm doing for the next day or you know it helps me kind of calm down if I, if I need to you know if I'm I'm highly stressed or highly annoyed I do tend to to take it out on on those closest to me and that's not ideal it's not something that I want to be doing so Climbing is my movement. That's that's what I enjoy the most and, and I feel gives me the most benefits. But it might not work for you. And I have over the years had many, many clients who, who absolutely hate the gym. But they're only there because they were told to. A doctor has told them that they need to get into gym to exercise more. Or they need to be doing some sort of exercise regime to manage their blood sugars or their weight or their depression or something along those lines and I, I i do get this but what i found is that ultimately they fail at keeping consistent and and tend to leave me in the gym and never set foot into it again you know they they've tried the exercise routes they've tried the gym routes and it didn't work for them you know they they will just deal with with their health issues another way and i don't like it i, I really don't and and what i always like to do is to try to advocate that they find their movement so how do you find your own movement? You know, how do you find what works for you? And and I think the answer is quite simple. You have to experiment. You have to go out there and try different activities, different sports, different opportunities. And I mean, there are so many facilities out there that offer a range of different sports and activities. And I'm sure you've always had 
an inkling to just try something. You know, for me, I've also wanted to try, um, you know, I enjoyed tennis when I was younger, but I think the new craze in, in South Africa is paddle tennis. You can see a lot of paddle tennis courts popping up everywhere. And there's talk of one that is opening up just down the road from me. And I'm, I'm super excited about it because it's something that I want to try. It looks like a sport that I can definitely get into more from a recreational point of view, but it's a sport that will allow me to spend at least one hour a week running around a court, chasing a small ball, spending time with my mates, which is also you know a, a big thing for me. But it's it's out there, and and I want to try it. And and as soon as the court's open, I'm going to get there and and you know try and incorporate that into into my weekly weekly movements. But for you to find your movement, you know, you need to make sure that the activity that you do essentially makes you happy, makes you feel better once you you finished. You need to make sure that it makes you sweat, right, or at least get out of breath, feeling that you've done some sort of of activity and spend some calories the activity also must make you want to come back and do it regularly you want to be able to to turn around and go yo this was fun this is something that i really want to do again i want to book that next session i want to go and research about it i want to get better and um i think the biggest thing is is finding an activity that contributes to you having a better day so once you found this movement, I think staying consistent and, and setting some goals will help you do it more often, will help you get the advantages or, or the positives out of doing some additional physical activity. So setting goals to keep you moving is, is a large part of, of what you should be doing. And with today's technology, it is relatively easy to set movement goals. I think one of the easiest goals to set to get you to move more is your daily step goals. And and yes, it is extremely cliche to say walk more, step more. But you don't need 10,000 steps per day. The 10,000 steps per day goal for, for walking ultimately was a marketing scheme. It, it came out, these guys who, who created pedometers or the first set of pedometers you know, they wanted to come out and, and say, you need to walk 10,000 steps per day. But ultimately, it, it becomes very hard depending on your stride length. You're looking anywhere between 8 and 10 kilometers. And, and if you're working an office job, you can get it. It's possible to get it. But you're going to be needing to get up a lot or you need to go for a walk after, after work or before work. So I normally set a goal of around 7,000 steps per day for my clients. I think the research does also show that anywhere sort of between or above 7,000 steps will have benefits. But I also look at, at a week, on a weekly basis, right? So for me, it's about 49,000 or 50,000 steps per week. Yes, some days you're going to do 2,000, but other days you're going to be looking at doing 15,000. You know, maybe you are doing your monthly shopping and you have to go to five different big shops and you walk around aisle by aisle. That is going to accumulate your steps. But, you know, having a daily daily goal and a weekly goal i do prefer the weekly goal it's a little bit more attainable and you're not overly stressing about whether you hit it today or not and and i have seen amazing results by introducing step goals into my my clients daily habits it's one of those things that i do expect of them to to get a minimum of seven thousand steps and with today's technology you can set those goals so you know you've with apple 
you've got your um, Apple Health, you have a ring for for activity, you have a ring for steps. Um, Garmin do it. You know, my my Garmin has set um, a, a set goal for steps as well as stairs climbed, and I I do try and hit that goal every day. But also, you know, you you if you with medical aids that reward you for hitting a certain amount of steps that works as well so by using technology we can make these tasks of adding more more activity or goal to have more activity into your daily life a lot easier then on the other hand you can also change your mindset right if you if you're thinking about a step goal and and i've seen this often and and my parents did this a lot i think in the in the past where they drive around and 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 I did it as well. They drive around the shopping center or, or the parking lot of the shopping center and look for the closest parking to to the entrance. All right. Yeah, cool. If it's raining or you know the weather's terrible, that works because you don't want to get wet. But if you change your mindset and say, okay, cool, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to park a little bit further away. Now, I do this quite often, not just to pick up my, my step count, but also because you know people don't care about your vehicle and they will walk past and scratch it and bump it. And I do find that parking further away, there's more open parkings um, and you can avoid that type of stuff. But you know, if, you, if you're parking maybe two or three aisles away from the entrance, you know, at the end, you're going to be adding more steps into your daily daily step counts. And um, you also have that that peace of mind that someone's not going to knock your car. I mean, it still could possibly happen, but you have that peace of mind. So that is something that you can look at doing. Additionally, you can also look at allocating time in your day to be physically active with your children. So if you're not going to gym, Right, or you get home at say 5.30 in the afternoon or 5.30 in the evening, you can look at setting a time in your diary to say, I'm going to get home, I'm going to quickly get changed and I'm going to take my child outside and we're going to create a small little obstacle course in the garden or we're going to go jump on the trampoline or take the dogs for a walk. It's a nice time that you're spending with your kids but also being physically active. And a big thing with this for me is that you are starting to set an example for your child that they need to be a little bit more physically active every single day. And then another way that you can look at setting goals is is actually scheduling your training or activities into your calendar. If it's there and you see it's there, you are going to be more obliged to actually doing it. If you're constantly missing out and canceling on yourself, you are not going to be consistent with your training. You're not going to be consistent with introducing that activity into your lifestyle. And consistency grows habits. The more you do of one thing, the better it is to get into it. So the more exercise you do, the easier it is to get into it. And and I know it's always tough getting started. It is always extremely tough. But if you are consistently doing something good, it will start to become a habit. And you will be able to do it on a daily. And when you don't do it, you will feel it. You're going to feel that that lack of exercise or that lack of doing that activity is going to to make you feel upset with yourself or discouraged or it might even affect your mood you know because your body's used to used to doing that exercise i think when you're looking at at your at your goals to to keep you moving you do 
need to set some goals. I know it's very cliche, but I still work on the the smart goals concept of specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely goals. But some of the easiest ways of of setting goals is to is to kind of just look at your calendar and say, okay, cool. I want to train out of 365 days. I want to at least get in 250 sessions. So on the on the first of January, when you're setting your your New Year's resolutions, one of those can be a specific number of training sessions per year. I I need to work out 280 out of the 365 days. You can start off small or you can start off big, but that is a goal that you can set yourself. If you take up something like cycling or running or or even triathlons, you can be specific on how far you want to ride per day or how many sessions you want to do in a week or you can work towards a specific race i know a lot of people will take up cycling generally around october because 947 is in um in november it's a it's a wonderful race if you if you love joburg it's a wonderful ride because you get to see parts of joburg that you would never really see and you're doing it on a bicycle but if you want to get into cycling you want to take it a little bit more serious you can set yourself specific goals for that race and work on it year on year. You know, if you did a four hour nine four seven in twenty twenty one, maybe you're gonna go for a three thirty or you know sub three in twenty twenty two. But you have an idea of what you want to achieve, and you can create a plan on how to achieve it. So I always say, set yourself some smart goals. Set yourself a vision of of what you want to achieve and why you want to achieve it. But again, ultimately. At the end of the day, you need to benefit from what you're doing. If you're going to gym and you're hating it, if you're walking off, off the weight floor, walking out of the gym and you you don't enjoy what you've just done or you, you're hating it so much that you just you know you you got to do it but you don't want to do it and you know you're waking up in the morning you're going oh crap i gotta go to gym now you know that's that's something that doesn't work find what will give you the benefits find what works for you and pursue that take take that spend your time spend your energy on doing the things that you love and you will see at the end of the day that you will be healthier you will have more energy you will have more focus your moods will be better and again ultimately you will start becoming a role model in your child's life because if they are seeing that you are doing this every single day they are going to copy you they will want to incorporate more movement into their days and this is a habit that they can take through their lives until the day they die so i think that's a, a, a quite a bit that i've spoken about movement and I, I think i will get into it a little bit more in, in future podcasts you know a little bit more specific into it but i want you you dads to get out there find something that you enjoy find something that you that makes you happy that you can pass on to your kids that you can enjoy and keep doing it keep pushing that's it for today's episode If you are interested in joining a private Facebook group for dads, my daddyo's private group is available for all dads and dads-to-be to join. You will be able to find a link down below in the podcast notes. Find the group, request to join, and we will get you guys going in there. I just find it's a nice place where dads can talk. We can share experiences, not just about health, nutrition, movement uh, mindset recovery but it's also a safe place for for dads to to discuss different parenting issues get dads input into into being 
the best dad that they can be. Um, please don't forget to like and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. It does help me reach a further audience, new listeners. And if you are enjoying this, please leave me a review or leave us a review. I would really appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great day and I'll catch you in the next episode.